Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Tuesday, August 1st, and we start with local news. For the second time this year, Madison and Murray County's school boards said no to American classical education, dealing a minor blow to the Hillsdale College-affiliated charter schools. American Classical applied to open charters in five Tennessee counties this year, following its denial in three last year. Only the Rutherford County School Board approved the charter school. School boards in Montgomery and Robertson counties also voted against approving the schools, but American Classical chose only to appeal the local denials in Madison and Murray counties. This now allows the charter chain to make another appeal, this time to the Tennessee Charter Commission, a nine-member board appointed by Governor Bill Lee. The board has no elected members, an issue some Republicans and Democrats in the state legislature have criticized as a way to subvert local control. Lee is a strong advocate for charter schools, including the Hillsdale-affiliated school, The governor has attended multiple events with Hillsdale College President Larry Arne, who last year made headlines when he said, Teachers are trained in the dumbest parts of the dumbest colleges, while on stage at an event with Governor Lee. In Madison County, the school board voted 6-1 to against American Classical, as school system leaders rallied the community against the charter school based on concerns with its curriculum and financial implications for the district's budget. In Murray County, the vote was more divided, with the board denying the charter by a 6-5 to vote. Many of those in favor of the school called on the Murray board to approve it to maintain local control, fearing the state charter commission would overturn the local decision no matter what. The pro-American classical advocates argue it was better for the school board to remain in control by approving the school instead of allowing the charter commission to approve and potentially run it. Marlena Irvin, a Murray County School Board member, said the, lose, said the losing control argument didn't matter because even if the board decided to close the school in the future, they could appeal to the state then. If we approve them and they are not the performers that we hope, then we are going to go through the exact same thing to get rid of them, she, Irvin, said during a school board meeting on July 27th. We are ultimately at the state's mercy either way, she said. The Murray County denial dragged on for over a week after an absence of two members left the board deadlocked in a meeting in mid-July. The board voted 5-4 to four to approve the charter, but needed six votes for any decision. Board Chair Michael Fulbright, who voted in favor of the American Classical School, rescheduled the meeting so the two absent board members could attend. Fulbright's decision angered many classic American classical supporters because the school would automatically go through if the board didn't vote to explicitly deny the charter by July 28th. I could have played politics here, but I won't, Fulbright said during the meeting. Following both denials, Chris Berger of Rotunda Public Affairs and American classical board member Dolores Gresham issued press releases decrying the decisions. In Madison County, the release said they would file an appeal to the Charter Commission, but were still evaluating their options in Murray County. We stand with the hundreds of Murray County families that have voiced their desire for a tuition-free public school option with a classical curriculum, Gresham said in the release. The Murray County Fair will return on Thursday, August 31st and run until Monday, September 4th. All the family fun and entertainment you love will soon be back. This year, the fair festivities begins with a rodeo taking place on Thursday of Fair Week. 
Several other popular events will be happening, like the junk car jump and run and the Saturday motocross races. In addition to the back arena fun, all your favorite animal shows and exhibitor competitions are back this year, too. The Kids Zone will see a variety of live exotic animals and science shows that will amaze kids of every age. For more on the fair and updates, visit www.murraycountyfair.com. The Murray County Fair takes place at the Murray County Park, located at 1018 Murray County Park Drive in Columbia. Kelly Bratton has resigned as as athletics director at Zion Christian Academy, a position he accepted last July to return to the business sector. I'm going into sales with a company in Columbia, said Bratton, who prior to joining the staff at Zion had served as a loan officer at a bank in Giles County. With both his children involved in sports at Richland, Bratton said the move will allow him to see them compete more often. I got out of college coaching for that reason, he said. I wanted to be able to be there, be a dad, and be able to see them play, he said. Bratton spent 10 years coaching baseball collegiately, three at Columbia State and seven at Martin Methodist, before stepping into an athletic admissions director position at Martin Methodist. He resigned that position in 2019. Rick Jarvis, Zion's head of school, said boys basketball coach Sam Martin will assume AD duties with Bratton's departure. I had already hired him in preparation for the school year as assistant athletics director in order to make sure we were ready, Jarvis said. I suspected Kelly was looking to move back into the private world and get out of school athletics. Sam was already coming in full time, so it sped the clock up just a little bit when Kelly decided to leave, he said. He's obviously a little younger, but this gives him an opportunity to grow into the role, and certainly he's excited about the opportunity to lead. Sam is someone that, for a younger guy, is a mature follower of Christ already. He's got a passion for working with student-athletes to see the athletic program grow and improve. He's high energy. He wants to get involved and help all the programs get better, get athletes trained up beyond basketball. He just has a hunger and energy to lead an athletic program. This is ultimately part of one of his career goals, and I'm excited we get to explore that together with him at Zion, he said. The Zion Christian coaching staff experienced a bit of movement ahead of Bratton's arrival last summer, as Martin was hired during his one year, as well as the school's current basketball and volleyball coaches. I think Zion is on their way up for sure, Bratton said. There's a great coaching staff in play, some good athletes coming. Hopefully the school is going to grow and expand here in the next couple of years. I feel like it's in good shape and everything will keep going smoothly for Zion, he said. Another position filled under Bratton was recently vacated as Weston Ford resigned as girls basketball coach after one season to accept a similar role at Mount Pleasant. We've got an internal working plan that has not yet been finalized, Jarvis said. We're talking to a candidate that's outside the school currently. That's a possibility. But we have a backup internal plan should the outside candidate not come take over the girls' basketball program. I suspect that will be finalized in the next week or two, he said. Bratton acknowledged his departure. His final day will be Monday, two days before classes for the 2023-24 school year begin. Comes at a less-than-ideal time. A former player of mine approached me about doing this. He actually approached me in the fall, but I told him I couldn't do that. It was way too soon. I couldn't do that to Zion, Bratton said. They came back with a good offer, and I think my fam- for my family, it's the best thing to do. The timing is awful. That's what I told Rick when I told him. I know the timing's not good, but for an athletics director, I don't know that the timing's ever good, he said.
The Murray County Fire Department is accepting applications for their fall recruitment class. The department provides fire and rescue services to 618 square miles in Murray County, Tennessee. In addition, the team offers public fire education, CPR certification classes, and smoke detector installations to the citizens of Murray County. No previous experience is required to join the annual recruit class. Murray County Fire Department training program helps you obtain the skills, certifications, and state-level requirements to become a support member or firefighter. Visit www.murraycountyfiretn.org forward slash recruits to fill out an application today. Looking for a new career in law enforcement, Murray County Sheriff's Department announced on July 26th that they are hiring for multiple positions. Current open positions include communication dispatcher, correctional officer, deputy, and sheriff administrative clerk. To apply, visit www.murraycounty-tn.gov forward slash jobs. Join Murray Alliance for a legislative lunch featuring Congressman Andy Ogles for a stimulating discussion around the current issues facing our business community and our nation. This exclusive event offers the opportunity for you to engage with one of our federal representatives and gain valuable insights into current legislative matters. You may submit questions in advance by emailing them to nperry, that's N-P-E-R-R-Y, at murrayalliance.com. The event will take place on August 15th from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Puckett's in downtown Columbia, located at 15 Public Square. The cost is $25 for Murray Alliance members and $30 for non-members. The Columbia Mayor's Youth Council consists of Murray County High School students selected by a panel who will have the opportunity to serve as a council member after graduation if they choose. Applications for the 2023-24 Columbia Mayor's Youth Council class will go live today, August 1st. Through the Mayor's Youth Council, students in Columbia will grow to become the next leaders of our city, and their participation will create a foundation for expanding our population of informed high school students. In addition, a council of student representatives will create an ideal avenue for local politicians to interact and learn from their constituents. Applications for the 2023-24 Columbia Mayor's Youth Council class Go live today, August 1st. Learn more at www.columbiatn.com. Columbia State Community College will host virtual and in-person Tennessee Reconnect information sessions during the months of July and August. Tennessee Reconnect is a last-dollar scholarship that provides free tuition for adults to attend a community college. The initiative is designed to help adults enter college to gain new skills, advance in the workplace, and fulfill lifelong dreams of completing a degree or credential. We are thankful to be able to provide the local community with easy access to information about Tennessee Reconnect by hosting information sessions, said Joni Allison, Columbia State Coordinator of Adult Student Services. Tennessee Reconnect provides a wonderful opportunity for eligible adults to retool their skills and attend Columbia State tuition-free, she said. To be eligible for Tennessee Reconnect, students must not have already earned an associate or bachelor's degree, have been a Tennessee resident for at least one year, have completed the free application for federal student aid and be determined as an independent student, be admitted to Columbia State and enroll in a degree or certificate program, and must attend at least part-time, meaning at least six credit hours. To view the full list of steps to apply or to sign up for an information session, please visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash reconnect. 
The next information session will take place on August 3rd from 2 to 3 p.m. virtually. For more information, contact Joni Allison at 931-540-2655 or by email at jallison6 at columbiastate.edu. And now, your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Samuel Thomas Rather, Sr., 91, a retired electrician for Union Carbide and a resident of Columbia, died Sunday, July 30th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mr. Rather will be conducted on Wednesday at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Rock Spring Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday from 4 to 7 p.m. with a Masonic service following at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have sunny to partly cloudy skies today with a high of around 89 degrees. Winds will be out of the northeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect partly cloudy skies and a low of 62. Winds will be light and variable. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Here we go. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. This is Bob Kessling with Pat Ryan. It's a beautiful day for digging. The backhoe operator has the engine running and is moving into position. He's heading for the ground. He's in there. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Let's get out of the field for the call from our official. Illegal procedure on the digging team. Oh, that penalty could cause a costly accident. That's right, Bob. He needs to call before he digs. There's underground utility lines that could be hiding just below the surface. Water, sewer, electrical, communication lines, and even natural gas. Avoid a penalty by first calling 811 to have any underground public utility lines located and marked with flags or paint. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association. Funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Self-driving taxi company Cruise is bringing its cars to Nashville. CEO Kyle Vogt said last week that the GM subsidiary had tapped Nashville as one of its first expansion markets beyond San Francisco. The company has also expanded to Austin, Dallas, Houston, Phoenix, and Miami. Vogt said driverless cruise autonomous vehicles will be seen on Nashville streets in a few months. As part of its expansion to Nashville and other markets, Vogt said the company has had to adjust for unusual things like pedicabs, pedal taverns, and even donkeys. According to TechCrunch, Cruise typically enters a new market with test vehicles featuring a human operator. Later, the test vehicles lose the human operator and are available first to Cruise employees and then a larger group of users. As it awaits permitting in California, Cruise still does not charge for rides in San Francisco. Incidents involving Cruise and other self-driving car startups are skyrocketing in San Francisco, the San Francisco Chronicle reported. Ford tested its own self-driving car startup in Nashville last year before shutting down its Argo effort. Gas prices are continuing to rise across the state, jumping 21 cents on average over last week. The Tennessee gas price average is now $3.38, which is 29 cents more expensive than one month ago, but 41 cents less than one year ago. The biggest factor behind the recent surge in gas prices is the price of crude oil, which has risen 15% over the past five weeks. 
Record-breaking heat has also caused a reduction in fuel output at Gulf Coast refineries, adding additional upward pressure on pump prices. After gas prices rose significantly over much of last week, our state gas price average has actually remained the same since Saturday, said Megan Cooper, spokeswoman for AAA, the auto club group. Even with a monetary stall in our state gas price average, drivers can still likely expect fluctuations at the pump through this week. If crude oil prices hold steady, it's likely that the significant daily gains in gas prices could be behind us. However, if crude oil prices continue to rise, pump prices would likely follow suit, she said. Here's some quick facts. 14% of Tennessee gas stations have prices below $3.25. The lowest 10% of pump prices are $3.17 for regular unleaded. The highest 10% of pump prices are $3.69 for regular unleaded. Tennessee fell to the fourth least expensive market in the nation. Three Tennessee judges heard a litany of complaints and acrimony among Nashville leaders, the airport, the FAA, and the state via their attorneys in an emergency court hearing last Friday. At issue is whether Nashville's mayor or top state leaders have majority control of the Metro Nashville Airport Authority, which oversees business at Nashville International and John C. Toon Airports. Governor Bill Lee signed a law on May 19th giving himself, Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally, and House Speaker Cameron Sexton six of the eight board appointments. Metro Nashville sued for a temporary injunction on June 30th to stop the July 1st seating of state appointees, arguing the county's power was being unconstitutionally stripped. In protest, Cooper refused to appoint the two seats allocated to him under the new rule. Five vacated airport board board members have met in the mayor's office and are seeking to be reinstated as the true governing officers with the help of a Metro-funded attorney. The state is so eager to target Nashville that it draws boxes around Nashville, but the Tennessee Constitution says you can't do that, Assistant Metro Attorney Melissa Roberge said to the three-judge panel. Because this act specifically regulates Metro Nashville, it violates the local regulation clause. What would end at the tension is a decision on the likelihood of success of the merits, she said. The panel decided which board will prevail includes Scott County Criminal Court Judge Zach Walden, Davidson County Chancery Court Judge Ann C. Martin, and 29th Judicial District Judge, Circuit Court Judge, rather, Mark Hayes. They said they will set a schedule next week to quickly resolve the issue in the Tennessee Administrative Office of the Courts. During the Friday hearing, the judges questioned the three parties on how to resolve the dispute as tactfully as possible. How do we consider the harm of ping-ponging boards? Walden asked the attorneys. If we were to grant the injunction, a third board would be reconstituted within weeks. State attorneys told the judges that the airport authority is independent of the Metropolitan Government of Nashville and Davidson County, and therefore is subject to being an instrumentality of the state. Metro Nashville Airport Authority attorney George Kate assailed the dramatically, emphatically wrong Federal Aviation Administration officials who wrote letters and spoke publicly against the state's actions, even pledging their loyalty to Metro and the vacated board members. There was no need for the FAA to intervene because it would be up to this court to decide, Kate said. In any event, the FAA did not ground its recognition in any kind of legal authority. The FAA doesn't have the authority to override or negate state law, he said. In April, FAA Office of Airport Compliance and Management Analysis Director Kevin C. Willis wrote a letter and spoke to Metro Council about FAA concerns that the board shakeup would threaten federal grants and airport ratings. 
Kate said there have been no disruptions to federal grants and three payments have been dispersed to MNAA since the state board members were seated. In June, FAA Associate Administrator of Airports, Shanetta R. Griffin, wrote another letter of concern about the change and promised to recognize the board appointed by Cooper despite state law. Roberge, Metro's attorney, told the judges that county leaders expected airport officials to reject state law because of the letters from Griffin and Willis. We did not have a reasonable expectation that the word of the FAA would be disregarded, Roberge said, responding to why Metro waited two weeks after starting the lawsuit to file an emergency action. The point of this injunction is to avoid irreparable harm, she said. FAA officials referred the Tennessean to the letter from Griffin when asked for comment on the hearing. The FAA takes no position regarding the validity of the legislation or on the issue presented in the litigation, Griffin wrote. To avoid this uncertainty, please be advised that the FAA will continue to recognize the existing board until such time as the Chancery Court rules on the issue. The new board has held three meetings, and it includes two members originally appointed by Cooper, longtime local businessman Jimmy Granberry and Bobby Joslin. The new appointees are Nashville high-rise developer Tony Giratana, Tennessee Economic and Community Development Commissioner Stuart McWhorter, Senate Majority Leader Jack Johnson, and Masami Tyson, a global business attorney at Womble Bond Dickinson's Nashville office. State Attorney Timothy Simons argued that another disruption to business would be unfair. If you grant the injunction, you would be disrupting the status quo by putting a board in that's no longer legally in existence, Simons said. The act was intended in part to recognize the flagship status of BNA and to ensure the continued success, growth, and development of that kind of airport. It's our position that because it's acting in its governmental capacity, Metro doesn't have standing to pursue an equal protection claim in this instance. There are no fundamental rights being infringed here, he said. Airport officials are tired of being a political football, Kate said, before asking the panel to deny the injunction. The airport authority is run day-to-day by President Doug Krulin and a group of executive staff with all the expertise to conduct major operations, Kate said. All these dedicated staff want to do is run the airport. They want to get through this and run the airport. The authority maintained the position it was staying neutral, and it takes no position on Metro's constitutional challenge, he said. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. 
The Tennessee International Independent Film Festival is back, bringing the best of the best in filmmaking to Middle Tennessee. From August 1st through the 6th, cinephiles, industry professionals, and local community members alike will gather at the historic Franklin Theater to celebrate the art of cinema and discover the captivating stories of over 85 films. Hosted by TWIFF, this six-day extravaganza promises an unforgettable experience filled with films, educational panels, a silent auction, an award ceremony, and sensational after parties. With an impressive lineup of renowned filmmakers, industry experts, and special guests, the TWIFF Film Festival guarantees to be an event that film enthusiasts won't want to miss. Leading the festivities as MCs are talented individuals who have left their mark on the film industry. They include Raul Torres, a Mexican-American actor-producer with an impressive resume that includes films like Wonderstruck and TV shows such as Billions and The Blacklist. Nashville local Christian Baker, an Emmy-nominated writer, Raindance-awarded director, PGA and Television Academy member, who is also the CEO and co-founder of Tello Films. Brent McClure, co-director of The Jesus Revolution, will also be hosting one of the day's festivities. In addition to the captivating film screenings, the festival offers a series of educational panels designed to inspire and educate aspiring filmmakers and industry professionals. These panels will cover topics such as acting with the camera, the latest information from the Screen Actors Guild, essential skills for directors, light and sound technicians, music, sync, licensing, and more. For more information about the Tennessee Independent, I'm sorry, Tennessee International Independent Film Festival, including the complete schedule, festival passes, and updates, please visit the official website at www.tiiff.org. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.